All right, you ready for the word this morning? Luke 5 today. Luke 5. I love a new year. Does anybody else just like a new year? I love new year because I feel like the slate has kind of been cleaned and we can look forward into the next year that God is going to do great things in our lives. And it's also a time of reflection. It's a time where I reflect back over the previous year. I begin to pray, like Leah was mentioning just a few minutes ago. We always evaluate what works and what doesn't. Because we also know that God is a God of change. Everybody say change. But I'm not a prophet. I'm not a prophet this morning. But I will tell you what is coming in 2023. Shoot your hand up if you'd like to know what is coming in 2023. Let me tell you what's coming in 2023. There will be more problems, more pressures, and more possibilities for God to do something great in each of your lives today. So I want to talk along those lines this morning. We have a saying, and I know you've heard it before, New Year, New You. New Year, New You. I came to encourage you that that's true because he makes all things new came to encourage you this morning because when you surrender, like we were talking about just a few minutes ago, God then moves into that area of surrender and he begins to build something beautiful. Amen? So we say new year, new you, but I want to twist that a little bit and look in Luke 5, verse 37 here in just a minute. And I want to tell you, new year, new wineskin. That's where I'm heading this morning. You say, Pastor, I don't understand that. I don't know what a wineskin is. Others of you got excited there just a second, and we'll talk about that at the altar call. New Year, New Wineskin, is, is my thought there is built around the fact that if we ask God for something new in 2023, but we're still bringing our same bad attitudes, or our same sin issues, or our same thought processes, or our same anger, or same hurt, whatever it was in 2022 that you walked out of it with, I want to tell you this morning that God wants to form something new so he can pour out something new this morning. And New Year, New You, I want to minister from this thought, New Year, New Wineskin. New Year, New Wineskin. Jesus spoke a parable in Luke 5, verse 37, if you'll look there with me. He said, and no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the new wine will burst the skins. The wine will run out and the wineskins will be ruined. No, new wine must be poured into new wineskins. And no one after drinking old wine wants the new, for they say the old is better. Father, for these next few minutes and moments as I deliver your word, as always, I pray that you would help me. Father, I pray for the helper to come. And to help me speak what is on your heart this morning, to help your Holy Spirit to engage the hearts of the people present here. Anything said of me, let it fall by the wayside. But anything said under the unction and anointing of the Spirit of God, let it go into the hearts of these precious people. Today, Father, we want to pray for a new wineskin to be formed. We want to lay off the old and take hold of the new. Because you are a God that your mercies are new every morning, Father. And we celebrate that today, Father. And we love and adore you, as always, in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. There's two things that will help you form a new wineskin in the new year. Two things that will help the new year become a new you. Because what we often do is we go into a new year and we start to make resolutions, right? 
Do you realize that 40% of resolutions are broken by the end of January? And by Valentine's Day, 70% of resolutions are broken because oftentimes when we look at a list of resolutions, it's I'm going to eat healthier, I'm going to exercise more, I'm going to save more money. I'm going, and all those things are great and admirable, and I encourage you to set goals for the new year. But what I want to tell you right here out of the gate is that one thing that you have to be as a Christian is willing to change and willing to allow God to do the work to change you. Because it's not this morning about the do. I want to talk about the who. And when you only focus on the do, you miss the power that God wants to release in your life, not to do, but to become the who. Because when you focus on who I'm becoming, then what the Bible promises us in the word is seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. And really, truly, when we grow closer to Jesus, it's not about a change in behavior. It's about getting so close to him that literally his behavior rubs off on you. And a lot of people, when I mentioned wineskin, we read that verse, and, and there be maybe several in here, including myself on some level, is that's a very ancient thing. A wineskin was something that was taken by animal skins, and they began to, to sew those skins together so that it would form a pouch that they could keep and distribute wine in. And what happened, though, and what Jesus was referring to is that when, they, when an old wineskin became brittle, and it became hardened, and it became busting at the seams. When they would pour the new wine in, what would happen is it would burst and ruin the wineskin and ruin the wine. So the, the word that I had for this first, uh, second Sunday rather, but the first Sunday I'm back, and some direction for the church, is God wants to form a new wineskin for you. Amen? And I want you to see this this morning as an analogy that Jesus used in order that we may change. Everybody say change. That's what God's wanting from us. Doesn't matter if it's the eighth day of 2023 or if it'll be in the middle of 2023. God's always calling us to change. But here's, if you're taking notes, here's the first sentence I want you to write down. A new structure is needed for new situations. A new structure is needed for new situations. As I mentioned, you're going to face new problems, new pressures, and new possibilities in the new year. But if we continue to rely back on the same thing that got perhaps you into trouble in 2022, you're not going to have any different 2023. Some people say, brother, I'm, I'm, you know, X amount of years old. I've got 60 years of experience. You don't have 60 years of experience. You have 60 years of the same year happening over and over and over again. So my encouragement to you this morning is God is calling us to change. He's calling us to form the structure of the wineskin because there's something I've learned about God is God is very preparatory by nature and God is very, he, he, he very much wants to form something before he fills it. And that's what he's about doing. Here's the deal. If we don't change, we end up going into, you'll end up going into 2024 the same way that you went into 2023. I have found in the first eight days of 2023 that I'm facing a lot of the same challenges. It wasn't like the clock struck midnight and everything changed. But what I have found is God is saying to me, it's not about your circumstances. It's about what I'm forming on the inside of you. 
And what he's forming for many of us is a new wineskin because he wants to pour out something new. Why is that? We usually focus on the external when God's trying to focus on the internal. See, people will change friends. They'll change jobs. They'll change even locations. A lot of people will even change churches. I don't like what they did, and I don't like the way they say it, and they'll change shirt. Can I remind you, wherever you go, there you are. So we often say, well, if I could just get the new job, and I could change my friend group, and I can do this, and I can do that. It is not about that in the eyes of God. It's about what he wants to do on the inside of each of us. So let me give you a newsflash for the new year. You can change friends, but you're going to take the same you into your friend group. You can change jobs, but you're going to go with you into the next job. You can change spouses. Some people say, well, it's my spouse. Can I tell you? It's probably not your spouse this morning. It's you. And God's wanting to form a new wineskin in order to help us grow and move forward. And this is so important because I've learned that the way that you leave one season is the way that you'll enter into the next season of your life. That's important. You say, when's God wanting me to change? When is God wanting me to take that new job or, you know, have new friends and new relationships? You look at, look at, look at the place you're at. Is your attitude bad? Are you grumpy? Are you, you know, mad at the world? It's probably going to carry over into whatever you're trying to do. So it's not about the external. What Jesus is describing here, I believe, in the form of wineskins, and theologically there's a lot going on there. He's talking about the new covenant. He's talking about God pouring out his spirit, those things. But for a practical way of understanding what God would be requiring of us with new wineskins, because we say this, we say people change when they see the light, right? Can I turn that around? People change when they feel the heat. Amen. And God doesn't want to put you in the heat all the time, but he'll let you feel enough of the heat that he's pressuring and putting some, some, a little bit of, of, of molding of the clay in our lives, so to speak, or the forming of the wineskin. I just want to say, even in this moment, some of you have gone through so much, you're like, God, I, I don't want new problems in the new year. God, can I just take a rest? Can I just step back and God just take a big sigh and put things on cruise control a little bit? Can I tell you your problems are opportunities for God to show you possibilities of what you could be on the inside no matter what's going on on the outside? That's the truth of God's word. The new year will require a new you, a new skin for the new thing God wants to do. And here's what happens. If you're like me, you know, at the end of 2023, I made several commitments God, I'm, I'm going to change this. God, that attitude is going to leave my life. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. And inevitably, something or someone usually will come along, a situation, a habit, an old way of dealing with something to tempt you right back into the old. And that's my question for you this morning. My question is this. What are your old wineskins this morning? What are some old responses, attitudes that you may still be holding on to? that just don't work well anymore. So we're going to face new problems, new pressures, and new possibilities in these three realities in the new year. But I want to tell you this is the good news this morning. God desires to do a new thing in every life this morning. So number one is this. The number one wine that we're going to have to face this year is new problems always require new attitudes. New problems always require new attitudes. And again, I hate to tell you this, but you say, well, what about the old problems? 
surprise, all new problems for 2023. Amen? You say, oh no, don't I get the same old problems? Nope, you just get to have all new problems in 2023. And again, when I think of that, it shows me that the, the new problems that anybody will face in this coming year, new wineskin, new year, God wants to work on you internally and eternally, but internally to change you. And if you're like me, I kind of say to God at the beginning of the year, can I just, can I just escape all that? Anybody else with me? Can I, can I just skip and escape all that? And God's always like, no, I'm not going to remove your problems. I'm going to make you stronger in spite of them. You want some good news this morning? God will never allow more to come on you than he puts in you to bear up. Did you hear me? God will never allow more to be put upon you than he places in you. There's a saying, and it's not even in the Bible necessarily. It says, God will never put on you more than you can bear. It's not, it's not Bible, right? Here's, here's how I say it. God will never allow to come on you what he has already strengthened you on the inside to walk through. Are you listening to me? Here's where it says it. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. And I love the way the Message Bible reads this. I'm going to read it to you. No test or temptation that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. In other words, you're not going to go through anything in 2023 that a lot of other people before you and after you will walk through. But here's the promise. All you need to remember is that God will never let you down. Come on, somebody. He'll never let you be pushed past your limit. He'll always be there to help you come through it. God will never let you down. God will never allow to come upon you what you don't have the strength already in you to bear up under. Is that good news this morning? You want some more good news? Lamentations 3 says this, God's mercies can't run out. They are new every morning. Listen to me. There will not be a problem in 2023 that your God cannot solve because his supply of mercy is inexhaustible in 2023. So you have a God that's with you. You have a God that's for you. And you have a God that no matter what the problem is, he is going to undergird you and help you stand up underneath of it. So what new wineskin can be formed to deal with the problems of tomorrow? Here it is. The Bible says this, that the key to changing anything is faith. Everybody say faith. Listen, if you want to change your circumstances, it takes faith. If you want to change your personality, and I say amen to some of that for some of y'all, it takes faith. If you want to change anything in your life, you have to have some faith. In other words, if you want to change and face problems, then you have to do something. Breakthroughs are not a result of random chance, but an action of faith. Jesus said in Matthew 9, as your faith is, let it be unto you. So in other words, according to your faith, let it be done. My question is, when you face problems, what are you expecting? Some of you, when you face problems, you begin to get in the molly grubs and get down and say, well, it's just going to be another year of problems. Can I encourage your heart to form a new wineskin that when the problem comes, you need to let some faith rise up in your heart? And listen, listen to me. I'm preaching in front of my wife who consistently and always knows as I'm preaching something, she's like, you need to preach that to yourself. I know what she's thinking right now as I'm preaching. (laughs) Don't you love how God puts opposite types of people together? Does anybody else have that experience? Yes. I'm introverted and shy. If you've met my wife, she is not. I keep things really super clean. And No, I'm kidding. It's, It's me. It's me to leave stuff laying on the floor. 
But I naturally have a tendency to see the glass half empty, right? Is anybody else with me? Some of the ones that just look and say, you're not being honest. Come on, who sees the glass half empty? So everybody's positive in this room. I'm done with my message. Let's pray (laughs) and let's go home this morning. She was reminding me just the other day of something I brought up. And she said, you know what? That's not the way you're supposed to look at that because I wasn't looking with eyes of faith. So listen, new wineskin means that when you face new problems, God has new answers for you in the new year. Everybody say attitude. Attitude. It really has to do with our attitude towards the problem is really the issue. That's the new wineskin that God wants to create in your life today. Attitude. They actually, if, if, if you fly, and I have never flown, but my mom got her pilot's license before she ever got her driver's license. And uh, she's explaining to me how you fly a plane, the little ball that keeps you level with the horizon is called the attitude of the plane. And if you're pointing down, it's going to go down. If you're pointing up, it's going to go up. Can I just point you towards the fact that God wants you to have an attitude that no matter what problem, the wineskin that you need to form, because there will be new problems in 2023. But if you face it with the right attitude, come on, somebody. It's like the little boy that I heard about one time. He was a baseball player. He played Little League baseball. He was only about 10 years old. And when he went out to warm up, all the crowd's there. And he got out there and he looked and he said, I'm the best hitter in the world. And he threw the ball up in the air. He swung hard and he missed it. So he picked up the ball, said, I'm the best batter in the world. And he threw up the ball and he swung and he missed it again. So he looks at his bat to see if there's a hole somewhere in it. He picks it up the third time, throws it up in the air, and he swings as hard as he can, and he misses it a third time. And people are laughing and saying, ah, strike out, young man. He looked down, he picked up the ball and picked it up, and he looked around, and he said, I'm the best pitcher in the world. Sometimes your attitude just needs to be one that no matter what comes down the pike, that you are going to have an attitude that God is going to come through in the circumstance. He's never let me down. Has he ever let you down? Amen. Let me tell you the bottom line. You are in charge of your own attitude. I am. You are. It's a daily choice. And to face problems, to have the right attitude. New problems require a new attitude. You can't put the, the new that God wants to do into an old wineskin. You can't put the new that God desires to do in your life and the change internally that he wants to do with the same attitude that you just carried out of 2022. You need to leave it buried in 2022 and move into the new year with a different attitude. Number two, new pressures. Everybody say pressures. New pressures require new adjustments. You say, Pastor, what kind of pressures do we face in the day and age we live in? Church, we live in a very fast-paced, changing world. Amen? Amen. I looked up some statistics, and these amaze me. Every minute, so it's 11 o'clock right now, when it, when it, when it strikes 11.01, this is what happens in an Internet minute. Listen to this. 174,000 apps in the next minute will be downloaded. 16.2 text will be sent in the minute from 11 to 11.01. 5.9 million Google searches. 44 million people viewing Facebook live streams right now in the next minute. Think about that for a second. 
My point is, and it goes on and on, 167 million videos watched on TikTok. My point is, we live in a fast-paced, changing world. And a fast-paced, changing world can apply pressure to our lives. One thing that the Lord has been speaking to me for this coming year regarding our church, regarding my family, regarding my life personally, is we really need to get back to some ancient ways. We do. What are the ancient ways? It's being surrendered to God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind to love him with that, with getting into the word, everything I'm talking about this morning, and by way of creating a new wineskin, to understand you're going to have new problems, you're certainly going to have new pressures, but those new pressures and problems come with a promise that we can make the adjustments. Everybody say adjustments. You know, if you're normal that normal this morning, you don't like change. Who, who likes change? Just let me, me either. Oh, come on, you guys back there. Here's what I want to promise you for 2023. There will be change. You will go through change. Listen, if you like the way things are going right now, enjoy it. If you don't like the way things are going for you right now, then be hopeful. Because there will be change coming down the pike. And when it comes to forming a new wineskin for problems and pressures, certainly we can understand that God desires us to grow and change, but we can make adjustments. One huge good news that I can give you this morning in regards to change that comes into our life is God does not change. Jesus is the solid rock on which we stand. All other ground is sinking sand. About to sing to y'all this morning. But it's true. We see changes. We see things fast-paced. So when everything seems to be changing in your life and falling apart, we can cope because we can hold on to the ever, never-changing Word of God and the never-changing person of Jesus Christ. And we can make an adjustment not to be pressured by the change, but conquer the change and go through it with the right attitude. If I summed up, Marriage, and that's why I say adjustments. When I talk about pressure, I, I think of adjustments because if I could sum up marriage, young people listen to me real quick, married people listen to me. If I could sum up marriage in one word, it's called adjustment. Pressures will come this year, and it's how you adjust to those pressures in the wineskin that God is talk, we're talking about here in Luke 5 this morning. It's how you adjust to that that will make the difference. Let me give you a little another little tip on marriage. When when you got married, and I mentioned it before, when you got married, you didn't know the person was completely different, right? You went on dates, you, you spent time together and you didn't, let me tell you a key to marriage. This is important. You need to understand that if you're married for a long time, which I pray everybody in here that's married is married for decades. You're married to about four different people. I didn't mean at the same time. Am I telling the truth? Listen, pressure comes from change. And even your spouse, listen, I'm not talking change in a negative way. I'm talking about just changes of life. Amen? And you, you begin to understand that, that, that what God wants to do in us is form something in us that looks at the pressures, looks at the change, looks at the problems, and has a whole different attitude of faith, whether it be your marriage, whether it be relationships with other people, whatever it is, there is 
change. God wants you to change habits. Amen? He's not going to pour old, new wine into an old wineskin. What old wineskin habit do you need to drop today? Listen, we are the sum total, everybody in here, of our daily habits. New pressures require new adjustment. What's the adjustment? Listen, get into the Word of God. Get into the house of God. Get into devotional time and time spent with Him and loving on Him. Put on some worship music. Listen, if you form those new habits, they will begin to form a new wineskin in each of your life, and you will go and deal with problems and pressures and even the possibilities of this new year in a completely different way. When I studied wineskins, what I began to understand is that it wasn't any fault of anything externally. It was just... They would get brittle, they would get hardened, they would get, they were no longer supple, these vessels that the wine was poured into. And I found in my life, when I'm about to bust at the seams like an old wineskin, I need to step back and say, God, look and, and evaluate this. Because what happens to us inevitably, and I don't want anybody in here to get to this place, is over time we can become hardened to the things of God. Yeah. We can become distant to the things of God. We can, we can just get so busy with the cares of life and everything going on in our world that we just step back and we forget that God wants to readjust us here at the beginning of 2023. And the adjustment for the new wineskin, some of you came in here and you feel like you're just about to bust at the seams under pressure. Can I tell you, that is not the Spirit of God that's doing that to you. That's the enemy of our soul. Because all the change that you're going through and all the change that you see around us can be used by God to form something beautiful and new in us if we just step back and allow him to do it. Pressures are not bad unless you have bad habits that come out of the pressure or unless you have bad attitudes or anything else in our lives. But let me give you some good news this morning. Everybody say good news. news. I'm telling you all. 2023 is also going to be a year not of just pressures and problems, but of victory and opportunity and God opening doors that no man can shut and God coming through for family. Oh, I'm I'm prophesying right now. There's family members you've been praying for for years, and they're going to bow their knee to Jesus here in 2023. I don't say that lightly. I say it from the, you keep praying, you keep pressing in. And you keep believing God because God not just has the pressures and the problems that we're going to deal with, but listen to me. New possibilities require new action. New possibilities require us to have action. God has some amazing opportunities for everybody in here, but we can miss it if we just sit back and rely on our past successes. So not only are there new pressures, new, new problems, God will form something in us to help us deal with those things. But kind of the word I want to talk to you about for these next last few minutes is sometimes we get stuck. Amen? Sometimes we actually come up to a place where God is saying, go, go, go. And we're so distracted by the things of life and the pressures and the problems and the difficulties and the people and family and financial things going on in our lives, we can miss the green light that God has for us. And I'll just say this because, and this drives my wife crazy. When I drive, I drive like I'm in a hurry, even though I'm not in a hurry. 
And that's not conducive to living in Citrus County. I have suggested to the Chamber of Commerce that the billboard driving into Citrus County, their tagline should be, nowhere to go and I'll wait all day to get there. If I'm saved on the roadway, it's barely. Because when I get up behind, here, here's, because all these traffic lights have changed on 19. Have you noticed that? And if I'm in a certain place at the turn signal, the arrow is about to change. I know if I'm so far back, if everybody's paying attention, we're all going to get there. So if I see the light turn green and the person I can see in front of me decides to make a Facebook post (laughs) while they're sitting at a light... It drives, when I do this, it drives my family crazy. My daughter will be like, Dad, they might go to church. And I said, I hope they do because I want to pastor them and disciple them and how to move forward. That's why I tell them anymore. I said, I'm discipling Citrus County because I know the polite thing to do is just give a little beep, beep, right? I kind of give it. Is it a two-second beep beep? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Here's what I feel in my spirit, and I felt it before, and I feel it now at the beginning of 2023. Church, the light is green. There's new possibilities ahead of us. There's new possibilities for your family. There's new possibilities. Surely there will be pressures, and surely there will be problems. Surely there will be challenges in 2023. But one of the one of the feelings I get from the Holy Spirit, when we get up here and we talk about new possibility for children's church and new possibility for our youth group and new possibility of moving forward as a church, why we pour so much into these young people is because over 77% of people who are following God today made a commitment when they were a kid or a teenager. That's why we do what we do here. And the light is green. And I think the Holy Spirit's just kind of like, he's not honking the horn at you. He's just giving you a little reminder that we are not supposed to be stuck any longer in 2022. There are beautiful, wonderful, awesome, new, but it takes a new wineskin to be formed. And church, let me tell you what will keep you stuck. If, if you want the new possibilities that God has for you in 23, and they're going to be open doors. There's going to be open doors of ministry for you. There's going to be open doors of family salvation. There's going to be open doors of healing. That's just who God is. He is a way maker this morning. Amen. That's just who he is. But let me tell you some things that will keep you in the past. I'll tell you what will keep you in the past is guilt. Regret. Guilt and regret. And I'll add a third one. Anger. Anger will keep you tied to the past. I say, I say guilt. Regret. Let's take regret first. Regret is looking back at something that you just made a really bad decision. And it wasn't even a sinful decision. It just looked back and you said, man, I shouldn't have done it that way. I shouldn't have handled that way. I shouldn't have made this decision that I made. But listen, if you carry that into 2023, you're carrying an old wineskin into something new, possibility God wants to do. Guilt. Some of you came in guilty about something that happened 20 years ago. 
Listen, I, if you have unrepentant sin, you should feel guilty this morning. Are you hearing me? Yes. I'm talking about something that you have given to God and it is under the blood. The enemy's using it to chain you to your past and you're not supposed to be chained to your past. You're supposed to be betrothed to Jesus Christ this morning. Yes. Guilt will keep you tied to your past. It may even be something not 20 years ago. It may be something last night. Can I tell you? You can repent of that and receive the forgiveness. If God says as far as from the east is from the west, so he has removed our sin from us. I'm talking to somebody in this morning. You need, here at the end of this service when we pray together, you literally need to even forgive yourself. Some of you are so changed in anger. Listen. Anger will keep you chained to the past. Somebody did something wrong. Somebody said something they shouldn't have. Do you know how you overcome any of those things for new possibilities and new wineskins that God wants to form in your life? You know how you overcome those things? You need to know your new identity in Christ. Take Jacob, for instance, or, or Joseph, rather. He was told by his brothers, ah, you're just the little twerp of the family. We don't pay any attention to you. He didn't receive that identity. He said, no, I am blessed by my father. Gets put in a pit, gets taken away. He gets put in Potiphar's house. And now he's accused of being a criminal and a rapist. He's accused of this, but that wasn't his identity. He said, nope, I'm favored by God. I am, see... The enemy is the accuser, and he's going to use your past of guilt, anger, and, and, and things that happened in the past against you. And this morning, the way to overcome it is understand what God says about your future, not what the enemy's speaking about your future. Because if you're in Christ, you are a new creation this morning. Behold, the old has passed away. All things have become new. But we still walk in the oldness because our minds need to be removed, renewed on who God said you are this morning. Jacob could continually walk through the difficult problems and pressures in his life because he could form a structure that said simply, I can trust God in everything I'm facing ahead. And what happened in many years later, he had God put him at the second highest place in all of Egypt because God was working a far greater plan out than what he could see through his problems in front of him. And I came to tell some of you this morning, some of the problems that you faced have been there so that God can just show his glory and his newness of life to you in what you're facing because church there are going to be beautiful possibilities for each and every one of us in this new year beautiful possibilities beautiful outpouring of the holy spirit but listen you have to give god something new to pour into god is very preparatory by nature i said that a few minutes ago and i feel led to say it now it's not in my notes god prepares before he fills So some of you through the 2022, you thought, man, I really thought this was going to come through last year. And I'm disappointed. I'm walking to 23. You need to change your attitude. Your attitude is holding you back. Guilt and shame are holding you back. The the past is holding you back. And as soon as you turn your eyes and, and look, I'm looking at groups of people that I know. I know that I know. I know your stories. I know the things that you share with me as your pastor. Your your 23 looks ahead and you think, man, I've got all these big heavy-duty things. Listen, you can control your attitude. You can control yourself because God isn't concerned so much about the external. He's concerned about what's going on on the inside. Everybody say new wineskin. Better yet, say new year. New New wineskin.
Amen. Praise God. Regret, guilt, and anger is something that chains us to our past. God has new wine for you this year, and our focus is to create a new wineskin. Lupita, if you'd come, please, and begin to play behind me. Let's stand this morning as I close and finish. The word that I kept hearing over these last couple weeks as I've been able to get away a little bit and just pray. And by the way, we'll start our Monday night prayer meetings back a week from tomorrow night. I want to invite you to really focus on we'll start our prayer and fasting that day. And we'll end it two weeks later on the Sunday night where we'll have a whole church-wide breaking of the fast. But just have a good old-fashioned worship and Holy Ghost time. We'll put those dates out here soon. But one word that's really been kind of rolling around in my spirit the last few days, even a couple weeks, is redeemed. Everybody say redeemed. It's so important for the new wineskin and the new possibilities that God has for you this year. And the best way I can explain how I understand the word redeemed in the Bible is when I was young, uh, my grandfather and grandma lived in a little town in southern Ohio called Jackson, Ohio. And my mom used to bring us down there to visit. And when we went to visit, two blocks away was a was a penny candy store. Anybody remember those penny candy stores? Oh, it's like the highlight. Because what they would do is my grandparents would give us old, empty Coke bottles. And we would gather those up. And I think we even had a little tray. Of course, I had three brothers. So I'm surprised we weren't beating each other with the Coke bottles on the way down there. But, yeah, it probably happened. I'm saying we didn't. It probably did. But the funny thing that I noticed is when you looked at those Coke bottles, they were, listen, they were scratched and they were, they were, they looked like they had been through a lot. And you think to yourself walking down there as a kid, they're not going to give me anything for this one, but this one looks new and it looks shiny and it looks good. So when I turn this one in, they're definitely going to give me 10 cents for this one, but probably not this one that's beat up. The amazing thing I learned as a kid was when I put them all up there on the, on the, on the counter, they took them all and paid me for every single one of them church because the value wasn't on what it was on the outside. It was what they were about to put on the inside. We are vessels of God. We, and, the, and, and listen, the power isn't of us, it's of him. We are earthen vessels, the Bible says. But the glory isn't in your vessel this morning. The glory isn't even in the wineskin. The glory is the new wine that God pours out into our lives and into our hearts. Because literally what I was doing by taking that bottle... And putting it in the hands of somebody else was I was redeeming the bottle. And my understanding of redemption and when the Bible used the word redeemed, it's like somebody walking through a marketplace and sees an item that they absolutely say, I have to have that. And it doesn't matter the cost that's, that's uh, associated with that item. They look at it and they say, I desire to have that. Can I tell you this morning? God desires for you to go into 2023 redeemed with forming a new wineskin in each of our lives and each of our hearts so that when we face the pressures, when we face the problems, and can I say this? Even when we face the opportunities and possibilities that God has for the new year, 
you are ready to face it with God on the inside and God surrounding you. Amen? Bow your head and close your eyes this morning. New problems require a new attitude. New pressures require new adjustments. And new opportunities require new action. And here in this moment right here, the action that I want to invite you into is a relationship with the Lord. It's amazing to me how many people come to church Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. And they leave the same way they came in because they don't have an understanding that all God is really asking for from us in exchange is to make him Lord and Savior of your life. You say, what does that mean? A carnal Christian will make him Savior because they want a free ticket to heaven. A spirit-filled Christian doesn't just want to make him a Savior to get into heaven. They want to be with him all the time. They want to lay their lives down before him, and they want to make him Lord over their lives. So it's not just about him being a Savior. He offers that, but he also wants to be your Lord. Why? Because he is going to lead you into all truth. He is going to bless your life. He wants and desires a relationship with you. How do we enter into that relationship? The Bible says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Anyone who answers that door, I will come in and sup with them, dine with them, and they dine with me. That's what God is looking for. He's looking for a relationship with each person in this room. And you may have never started that, or you may say right here at the beginning of 2023, I need to repent and I need to put my faith in Christ. Can I ask you as all Eyes are closed and heads bowed and just that private moment right there with the Lord. He's tugging on your heart. He's showing you areas that maybe even you're carrying into 23 habits and sin and anything else. Because that is what we need to do. We repent. We turn to him and we ask him to come into our life and wash us of our sins. And you may say this morning, Pastor, I want to get right with God. Would you just shoot your hand up right there where you are? Amen. 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 I see it. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, you're working powerfully in this room right now. Father, settle in by your Holy Spirit on each heart and each life. I prophesy to you who raised your hand, you're going to pray with us all together praying here in just a moment. And the slate is truly clean when you pray. Listen, you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died for you, paid the penalty for your sin, and most importantly, he was resurrected on that third day. And listen, he is at the right hand of the Father, and he lives to make intercession for those who belong to him. So you are about to make a prayer that is a statement that, God, I want to join your family. So pray this with me all together. And Father, everybody pray together. Father, I come to you today. And I ask you this day that you would wash me clean. I repent of my sin. I turn my back on the world. I ask you today that you would save me. Forgive me of each sin. I make you Lord of my life. Jesus, I believe you paid the debt for my sin. You rose again on the third day. And you desire to have a relationship with me. Father, I thank you 
for the gift of your Son and the gift of salvation. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, we got baptism coming up, and I know there's several there towards the end of the year that mentioned, hey, I want to get baptized. That is the next step, is a public declaration of what God's doing in your heart. Secondly, you need to get plugged in with brothers and sisters that are going to encourage you and love on you and, and, and be there for you, just as an encouragement. Amen. How many this morning say it's been good to be in God's house? Amen. Lift your hands with me while I bless you this morning. Fathers, the pastor of Christian Center Church, which is the biggest honor of my life besides being a daddy and a husband. Father, I bless the Christian Center Church folk with your blessings. Father, I pray they would be blessed going in and they would be blessed going out, that they would be blessed in their work and blessed in their homes. Father, we pray today that your face would turn towards us, you would smile upon each heart and life, and that you would give give each person peace and rest. Father, this as we form new wineskins and you form something beautiful out of each one of us, God, we pray for the new wine to be poured out upon each life and each heart. Father, watch over the people of God and place your angels around about them in a hedge of protection until we meet back together at the appointed time. We love and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're visiting with us this morning, thank you. Thank you for visiting. If you come back a second time, your family, and we love you. Nobody's told you they love you today. Your pastor loves you.